my little peach bellinis. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care if self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and asshats that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm a cancer with her moon in Aries, Ren Martinez. And my moon is in Scorpio, but Uranus is in Capricorn, Ginger Golub. Can I say, I actually have no idea what a moon in Aries means. I'm a terrible witch. I don't know <laughs> fuck all about astrology. Like, I know I'm technically a Cancer, but, like, uh, everything I've read has been like, oh, like, you're super traditional and never want to leave your hometown ever, and you hate confrontation. And I'm like, that sounds nothing like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked this up to do the intro, and it was like, yeah, Ren just really hates planning, and... <laughs> only likes action, and she should probably swim more. And I'm just like, I don't. What? I, I mean, okay. I mean, swimming's fine. Like Swimming's, swimming's, swimming's fine. fine. I don't have anything against swimming, but... And, like, I mean, I, 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 a certain amount of spontaneity is fine, but, like, plans are nice because, like, schedules are nice because, like, I have ADHD. <laughs> On that note, is there, is there anything you want to scream into the void? Uh, um, so yeah, this was, this was a fun one. Okay. So, um, it's a, it was an article on the Mary Sue that popped up, uh, when I was scrolling through Facebook, ignoring the Facebook fight you were getting into after like my <laughs> one comment and done, <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. I was like, let's continue, uh, scrolling through. Um, to update our listeners, I got in a a, t a tiff with a high school friend on Facebook um, who was trying to defend that doctor who was like, you don't need to wear a mask because zinc and uh, vitamin D are cures for COVID, so don't even wear a mask. And also, I believe in ghost sex and astral projection. Bye. <laughs> I mean... It was a choice. But tell me about this article. Anyway, so after I got very mad about that. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> this article, it's about this guy, K.W. Miller, who, like, I don't think is important enough to have his own episode, but, like, could, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. I don't know him. Um, he's a Florida 18th district congressional candidate, because of fucking course he is. Of course. Um, who tweeted out, this is, this is the tweet. I'll just, I'm just going to, like, literally quote it. They are now introducing a great deal of anime porn into the internet matrix. Dragon Ball Z is one of the top issues here. They are sexualizing cartoon characters to push a depraved agenda on our kids. What's next? Where will it end? <laughs> oh. Well, I see someone just found the internet today. <laughs> First of all, calling the internet the internet matrix is fucking hilarious. Like, oh. that is definitely my new, yeah, that's my new emo band. Uh, we are internet matrix. <laughs> um, you can, you can play instruments and I'll literally just scream in the background. Um, but also, like, dude thinks Dragon Ball Z is 
porn. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a long-standing rule that if it exists somewhere on the internet, there is porn of it. So sure, sure. Well, no, the thing is, he's but, not. I don't think he's talking about like Dragon Ball Z themed porn. He is talking mm-hmm. about the show, the show Dragon Ball Z as porn. What? Yeah. He was, like, literally his argument is that Dragon Ball Z, the, the the show with very buff men who scream at each other for, like, four episodes before they actually fight, um, is porn on the internet matrix. And let me tell you, it's hilarious. <laughs> now, I'm, I, Ren, since you brought this into our lives, I'm going to rely on you to give me some updates on this guy. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to at least do a mini-sode about him, because apparently he also, like, his Twitter apparently is also filled with, like, sexism and anti-Semitic dog whistles, and, like, who's surprised? Uh, Though you'd think there is also a really big overlap between, like, right-wing bullshitters and anime porn. Like, there's a lot of them who have, like, a waifu icon in their Twitter handle. I mean, it's it's a know. large Venn diagram, and it's entirely people who spend too much time on the internet. Yeah, so it's interesting to find the right winger who's not trying to like, you know, jerk it to hentai. Not to kink shame. Not I don't to want, kink shame. I don't want to kink shame anybody here. I just want this man who thinks that. A children's action <laughs> fantasy from, like, the 90s, Dragon Ball Z, is porn. Yeah. To come and explain himself. Yeah, he, uh... I, mm, so, that delighted me. After being angry about uh, about the Facebook feud lady fight thing, um, I was like, <laughs> oh, Dragon Ball Z. That's porn, apparently. I mean, I guess apparently. there's a lot of man man titties in the show. Because often when they're, like, powering up, their shirts fall off and, like... Yes, glistening pectorals. Yeah, there's a lot of glistening pectorals. I mean, if, if that's your thing. Um, and who among us? Again, no kink shaming here, all right? Mm-hmm. Well... I got that out of the way because <laughs> I needed you to know about this, about Dragon Ball Z being porn. I know I have rewritten your universe. Um, and a lot of my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go rewrite it some more by getting some therapy. Let's go. All right. So... We, I already kind of know what this is going to be about, but I'm really excited to get into it. Okay. So, so last week we, we did what I thought might be at least most of the iceberg on Ronald Reagan. Um, but in the course of listening to, or in the course of recording that, um, I found out that there was a, a little factoid that I knew about that had not made its way past your ears, and I'm just praying you haven't researched this further so I can be the nope. first to break all of this to you. What okay. I can tell you is that I brought it up at dinner before coming here, and first oh, of all, I was like, hey, Mom, 
just did a new podcast episode. It's up today. It's called I Still Hate Ronald Reagan. She's like, oh, honey, why? I'm like, oh, mom, I love you. But, like, I can't get into it again. Um, <laughs> but then I was like. You and- say baiting her. <laughs> um, but then I was like, yeah. And then tonight we're going to talk about him and the astro- and well the reagans i guess and astrology and particularly nancy and she's like i don't think they were into that i'm like ma apparently there's a whole thing and my dad just kind of scoffed at the end of the table just like you know em- emoting trickle down economics and i was just like dad like get out of here <laughs> <laughs> you're such a virgo god <laughs> god Okay, so you, I, I want you to think back to episode 32, recorded just like three <laughs> days ago. Um, we were younger then. We mm-hmm. were pure. Um, do you remember how I was talking about how before he got together with Nancy, Ronald Reagan was like kind of a Democrat? And I'm not saying that she was the one that made him a Republican, but like it probably had something to do with it. Yeah, that he was he was like a like a very centrist anti-commie democrat. Yeah. So that wasn't the only thing she got him into. Oh, Nancy. Ooh, you dirty Nancy. So, imagine it, dear listeners. In the 1970s, Nancy Reagan goes on the Merv Griffin show where she meets a woman named Joan Quigley. Joan was a well-born, Vassar-educated, San Francisco Republican. Okay. Just the kind of woman you would think Nancy would associate with. She was also a famous astrologist. Okay. Who made multiple appearances on the Merv Griffin Show. Everyone needs a hobby. In 1980, when Ronald was considering running for president, Nancy asked her, by then, old pal Joan, to draw up an astrology chart on then-President Carter. Quigley later said, quote, I was certain Ronald Reagan wouldn't have any trouble with him. I felt that Reagan had a very good chance of winning, so I did donate my experience to the campaign. If he had been a Democrat, I probably wouldn't have offered the help. I'm guessing there's no campaign law against psychic readings. Like, I mean, I mean, you really can't put a price right on telling the future. Susie Cream Cheese, if you're listening and you want to do the legal (laughs) research on that, we would love to have you on for a supplementary episode. So, so during Reagan's campaign, um, he actually did mention publicly, um, his previous astrologer, a woman named Jean Dixon, and the fact that he read his horoscope. I'm sorry, he had a previous astrologer. Oh, yes, we will get into this. He had multiple previous astrologers. <laughs> Is this a is this a thing that people have that, like, I just wasn't aware of? Like, do people just have astrologers? In response, a delegation <laughs> from the Federation of American Scientists, including five fucking Nobel laureates, wrote the president to say they were gravely disturbed by this news. They uh, apparently wrote, In our opinion, no person whose decisions are based even in part on such evident fantasies can be trusted to make the many serious and even life and death decisions required of American presidents. Ah, yeah. I mean, look, 
Okay. I, I want to kind of caveat this. I actually have no problem with astrology. It's Mm-mm. fun. It's like, you know, sure, we don't really know anything about anything. We're just like tiny specks of dust in this universe. Like, why not, like, look at the stars and say, like, how your day is going to be and whether you're going to have a quiche for breakfast. Like, why not? <laughs> but it's still astrology. So, like, you probably shouldn't admit that you make major decisions based on star charts. Well, and to be fair, he he kind of didn't. He he cordially responded to the scientist saying, "Let me assure you that while Nancy and I enjoy glancing at the daily astrology charts in our morning paper, we do not plan our daily activities or our lives around them." He said ominously <laughs> like a liar like a liar uh, <laughs> after he was elected uh and after john hinckley attempted to assassinate reagan shortly after his inauguration nancy asked quickly if she could have foreseen and possibly prevented the assassination attempt quote i could have predicted it it was very obvious says Quigley, adding, I was doing other things. Uh, <laughs> uh, y'all, soup's obvious. Soup's obvious that this dude is going to try to shoot the president, but, like, you know, I got a lot on my plate. My bridge club is coming over later. Like, I just, you know, the, the yard needs to be mowed. I got things to do, you know? <laughs> Oh, God. Nancy, of course, did the rational thing uh, in response and enlisted Quigley's astrological advice on a regular basis after this. Bitch, like, but- this wait, I'm sorry. This is the bitch that straight up was like, yeah, I knew your husband would get shot and, like, I didn't say anything. And you're like, oh, okay. It's cool that, like, you knew my husband was tra- going to be almost murdered and, like, you didn't tell me. I guess I'll put you on my payroll? Bitch, what? But- but Ren, she was doing other things. Uh, mm, okay. Okay. Uh, she uh-huh. was busy. <laughs> Despite her husband's earlier remarks about astrologers and horoscopes, uh, Nancy Reagan tried to keep the relationship, an ongoing relationship with the psychic Joan Quigley, secret by making payments to Quigley through a third party. Mm. Boy, I wish I had more details for you on that, listeners. Mm. Because that sounds shady, but, okay, so, brief digression, like, like you said, I'm not trying to shame anybody who's into astrology, like, you do you. I'm sort of with the scientists on this, where I'm like, just don't base anything major off of this, um... And in this situation, in this limited situation, I actually do feel kind of bad for Nancy Reagan because um, she later wrote that, quote, Very few people can understand what it's like to have your husband shot at and almost die and then have him exposed all the time to enormous crowds, tens of thousands of people, any one of whom might be a lunatic with a gun. I was doing everything I could think of to protect my husband and keep him alive. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that perspective. And... Again, I, I, dude, I'm a literal fucking witch, and, like, (laughs) my witchcraft is generally just, like, taking my fucking 
salt shaker and throwing it at corners and be like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, it's not, it, it's certainly not Hollywood. Your poor Vicky. husband standing at the corner <laughs> going, why? Scroll Now, just scrolling on Reddit, be like, you done yet? Can I? All right. Um, so, like, you know, I, I'm certainly not the person who you're like, you know, are going to go to if you want the real witchy experience or whatever the fuck. But, like, the issue I have with this in particular is that you get into that vein of grifter mm-hmm. who's like, hey, I'm just going to literally utilize your belief in a higher power system, fate, whatever, to get as much money as possible. But because there's no, like, scientific proof, you can't prove I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, I I got onto this topic because it was, like, wacky and fun fact about Reagan. Like, in researching it, the psychic herself really does come across as the this fucking guy of this episode rather than perhaps the Reagans. But anyway, all of that aside, the most reputable source possible, by which I mean a People magazine article from 1988, notes... (laughs) How discreet Quigley was while consulting with the Reagans. She said, quote, By the end of the first term, her fellow astrologers had begun to notice the impeccable celestial timing of many Reagan moves, like the bombing of Libya and his announcement for a second term. I had astrologer friends calling me saying, Reagan must have had his chart done. Quigley recently confided during an interview in a suite at San Francisco's Fairmont Hotel. I just said, yes, he must have been consulting someone. I'm sorry, the stars stars will tell you when to bomb people? Like, that's something, like, Ursa Major yells down at you being like, Hey! Hey! (laughs) Drop a bomb on those dumb fucks! Like, that's what the stars... Say? Quickly apparently only met the president in person once, briefly at a 1985 state dinner, but she said on CBS This Morning in 1990 that, quote, Through Nancy, I really had a direct line to the president. <clears throat> Which, as you will see, checks out. <sighs> so there was this guy, confusingly, named Donald Reagan. That is, this is not a, this is not the setup for a joke. Ronald Reagan's chief of staff for a while was a guy not related to him named Donald Reagan. Are you sure it wasn't Ronald Reagan putting on a different hat? With a fake mustache? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can neither confirm nor deny. But, um, this dude took over as chief of staff for Reagan, um, in 1985, and in doing that, he found out about the psychic, uh, and her mm. role is like a consultant. Uh, and this dude and Nancy Reagan fucking hating hated each other. And I guess shortly thereafter, he was forced to resign because of the Iran Contra thing. Uh, so he became suddenly very willing to expose the shit out of this weirdness, <laughs> which is how the public found out about it. I mean, but that's, I mean, and admittedly, like, that's just how White House administrations work. Like, yeah. you work for the White House or try to get in the White House, something goes wrong, 
you do a press tour and write a book about it. Like, that's just the cycle of life. Yeah. I don't remember that happening so much with the Obama White House, but, you know, maybe. Certainly with this one. Certainly. Oh, the tell-all books they could write. Anyway, in 1988, Donald Reagan published a memoir and revealed, for the first time publicly, that Nancy Reagan had consulted with Quigley and previously with astrologer Gene Dixon, who we mentioned briefly earlier. Um, he wrote that Quigley's services were used to schedule Air Force One trips, speeches, and many other aspects of the presidency. Quote, Virtually every major move and decision that the Reagans made during my time as White House Chief of Staff was cleared in advance with a woman in San Francisco who drew up horoscopes to make certain the planets were in a favorable alignment for the enterprise. The planets don't give a shit. Like, the planets don't give a shit. Like, planets don't give a shit when you're going to go on your fancy plane. Like, they have better things to do, I imagine. Allegedly, uh, this guy was forced to keep a color-coded calendar on his desk <gasps> to track the president's good, bad, and iffy days. Uh, <gasps> and on at least one occasion, Nancy gave Donald Reagan a list in which large chunks of time were marked stay home or be careful or no public exposure. God, that would be such a fucking bummer to do. Like, it already <sighs> sucks being someone's secretary, but could you imagine if they're like, yeah, so, like, I need to schedule, like, all my meetings, but you need to make sure that, like, Mercury does not go into retrograde and that, like, you know, make sure you tribute <laughs> to the fairies before we go because you know how the fae are. And, like, again, it's just, like, they're this is the president. I'm just imagining this, I don't want to say poor man, because again, he was like a Reagan administration official, but mm -hmm. like this dude, because <laughs> obviously like he did not like Nancy Reagan. She didn't like him and he didn't want to play ball with her that much. So I'm just imagining him scheduling this shit in advance and then having to call Gorbachev's assistant and be like, uh, hey, Vladimir, I, I, I'm really sorry to do this again, but I have to reschedule. Oh, why? Um, uh, 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 chlamydia. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the robots. Like, oh my god, that is, whoo. It, uh, so the public blowback to the revelation that the Reagans were called consulting with an astrologer on all of this shit was, uh, heavily from the religious right. Churches petitioned Reagan to give up astrology and evangelical leaders publicly stated that they were disturbed, saying that the practice seemed so medieval. Uh, uh okay. This is the, this definitely went into a direction that I both completely get but was not expecting because like y'all prayed to an invisible man in the sky who had a son that turned into a zombie like yeah and again like this is not bashing religions but like pot kettle maybe pot kettle yeah. uh reverend lon solomon from mclean bible church took it in a predictably sexist direction saying mm. Quote, 
Most of us cherish the notion that Reagan trusts Jesus Christ. It has never been confirmed that she does. What the fuck does that matter? Like, it, fuck I off. I mean, it's it's just a matter of everybody wants to put this on Nancy. I realize that that's sort of like how I opened it. Um, but that, that was probably bullshit. That was probably bullshit. Um, because as Washington Post style writer Sally Quinn told People Magazine, quote, I have known since before Reagan was elected that they went to astrologers. Because the Reagans had both been really into astrology as far back as the fucking 50s and had consulted with multiple astrologers over the years. Apparently, both Ronald and Nancy were visiting the same Hollywood astrologer named Carol Ryder, guy named Carol, that always is confusing to me, guy named Carol, um, Ryder, when they got together. I, you know what? I had completely forgotten. Both of them are theater people. This makes sense. This makes total fucking sense now. Like, you know what? Not even that weird anymore. No. No. Theater kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, Carol Ryder was a big deal with, uh, he had a newspaper column, and he once wrote of then Nancy Davis, quote, With her progressed moon passing through her 10th house, Nancy Davis's movie career moved steadily forward. It didn't. Mm, yeah, it definitely took a detour. It didn't. Uh, apparently, it was writers' horoscopes that made Reagan decide not to start a Vegas variety show. So, in a way, horoscopes led to Reagan being president. I realize that's a well. Leap. Fuck realize- you, Moon. <laughs> you deserve to be hexed. Like, <laughs> fuck off. As I say every night, fuck you, Moon. (laughs) So I've got a quote from the People magazine article, the 1988 one that I mentioned earlier, because, God, it was a trove of information. It is linked in the show notes, as always. I encourage all of you to go read it. Um, Quote, By the 60s, Reagan's interest had turned to politics, and his stable of advisors had widened to include Jean Dixon. She was always gung-ho for me to be president, goes one story he has told on himself. But at the time, she said, I don't see you as president. I see you here at an official desk in California. When Reagan did gain the governor's mansion, however, it was likely the time-conscious writer not Dixon, who prevailed upon him to schedule the inauguration for the ungodly hour of 12.10 a.m., which caused much merriment among the astrologically hip. So as governor, (laughs) he scheduled his fucking inauguration for 12.10 in the middle of the goddamn night because... That was the most auspicious time to do that. Is this just... I can't emphasize enough that, like, I literally have tarot decks and, like, I literally track moon phases and, like, I do some of this, you know, shit. Woo-woo shit. But, like, I've never scheduled, like, a fucking client meeting 
based on my moon sign or whatever the fuck because like that's not how humans work like what when are you awake and what is an appropriate time during the work day (laughs) like sure maybe my best hour is at like 1 a.m and of of course it is i'm up watching youtube but like i'm not wasn't up watching youtube i'm not gonna fucking call you also don't fucking call me no leave me alone not then don't call me in general Unless you're my parents. <laughs> and then I guess it's fine. I definitely sometimes text you before I call you just yes, to be like, you. are you are you emotionally ready to be on the phone? Because <laughs> um, sometimes that answer is no. <laughs> so, uh, Joan Quigley... Became a bit of a media fixation after, like, this whole story came out. Uh, In 1988, she described her job to the Washington Post, saying, This is technical work. It is not some sort of crystal ball gazing. I do political astrology, which means I chart full moons and new moons in ingresses, in eclipses, in great conjunctions, and cycle charts of the major planets. Yup, 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 yup. That's very fancy. Yup, yup. Um, does now, that supersede <laughs> the f- intelligence that we get from like actual government agencies? Or as Joan Quigley would certainly want you to know, she wasn't just any astrologer. She was an astrologer to the stars. Da da da. Uh, And strictly speaking of the stars as well. Um, So to quote her, people who are very successful or very famous always have easier charts to read than the average Joe Blow. They've lived up to everything in their charts. I just take people of great depth whose lives are interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. She sounds like the worst. You know who's also famous? Like, Fucking Snooky. Like, okay, you're telling me that he is, like, great depth, whatever. Uh, you know, actually, I shouldn't rag on Snooky anymore. Apparently, she's doing very well for herself. Apparently, for she her. does have great depth. But, point is, this completely tracks, because, again, famous people love fucking woo-woo shit, because they don't want to mm, just believe mm-hmm. that they happen to walk into the right casting call and be the right white person for the job. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Celebrities love a chosen one narrative. Exactly. And they all want to be chosen ones, so they definitely love looking at their star charts and navel-gazing about how, like, oh my god, well, like, I followed the path of Mars into the seventh house, and the moon was in the seventh house. You knew I was going to do one of those at this point. Oh, yes, of course. Um... So, just because I have to keep quoting this woman, because why would I stop? She explained, uh, Ronald Reagan has a brilliant horoscope. I went to work for his campaign in 1980 because he had the most brilliant horoscope I had ever seen in this century. Ma'am, how long have you been alive? He could have been a great general. His son is in the mid-heaven, which is the part of the United States horoscope that rules the president. His stars are very lucky for a country, and he has three planets, three planets, in the sign of the exaltation, which you almost never see. 
What I got out of that is that the United States has a horoscope, and, like, apparently Mercury's in retrograde. So, and has been for, like, a while. Um, (laughs) So, good to know. No, I love this lady. Every time you talk about her, I imagine she's wearing, like, an oversized kimono robe. Girl. You could not be more incorrect. I need you to do me a favor and open a browser window and Google a picture of Joan Quigley. Joan Quigley, astrologer. She makes predictions now. She's dead. Well, it said 2020. (laughs) You're right. This is... She looks like the desiccated husk of Margaret Thatcher. That is absolutely... What she looks like. Yeah, she definitely... It's the hair. And, you know, I'm getting... I'm also getting some Phyllis Schlafly vibes. Yes. You know? It's particularly because this one picture has her in, like, a plaid overcoat with, like, an oversized collar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, woman loved a skirt suit. Um, mm-hmm. No, but hold on. Joan Quigley, Predictions 2020. I want to see... And now your computer has all of the viruses. Ha! This is hilarious actually it's the website celebrities galore and it's it's not joan quigley's forecast it's a yearly forecast for her saying that 2020 (laughs) is joan's year to finish up all unfinished business to clean house and make room for new things Somewhere a Ouija board just goes, oh, yeah. Um, okay, I'm glad Joan's gonna have a great year <laughs> in the <laughs> afterlife. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Oh, here, here is a fun fact, just mentioning, because uh, the, the United States has a fucking birthday, of course it does. Um, President Reagan never publicly revealed his exact birth time as a precaution against letting people read his exact charts and perhaps control him. Control him. Uh, Wouldn't that mean having to control the movement of the planets? Joan Quigley went back and forth with her claims about how much she influenced the Reagans, telling some sources that she didn't have any direct impact on anything, and then telling the L.A. Times... I would participate in a more intimate way than the publicly recognized insiders of greatest importance. What a creepy way to say you read their palms. Like, that's... How dare you? She does not read palms. She reads star charts. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Quigley wrote a book in 1990 about her time consulting for the Reagans. She doubled down on her being very influential on the first couple and said that she, quote, was responsible for timing all press conferences, most speeches, the State of the Union addresses, the takeoffs and landings of Air Force One. I picked the time of Ronald Reagan's debate with President Jimmy Carter and the two debates with Walter Mondale. All extended trips abroad, as well as the shorter trips and one-day excursions. Well, clearly she fucked something up, because that first interview, not interview, that first debate mm-hmm. with Mondale did not go good. Like, apparently you misread something, bitch. You misread the stars. <laughs> you got dyslexia. Uh, 
She said, not since the days of the Roman emperors and never in the history of the United States presidency has an astrologer played such a significant role in the nation's affairs of states. You know what? Honestly, sure. Yeah, like, no sure. shit, Joan. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I mean, I could probably say that. You know what? I There has never been a podcaster since the days of the Roman Empire who has listened to more bullshit than I. Like, <laughs> sure. Like, why not? Like, I don't fucking know what they did back then. Like, you could say any sort of shit. I, do, I mean... Like, it's probably true. I don't think that other presidents were using more astrologers. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, <laughs> Lincoln was gay. Gay people love astrology. That's true. I will say, in researching, I couldn't find much information, which really pissed me off. Apparently, Nixon was also really into astrology. <laughs> Again, if you had if you had asked me to pick two presidents, <laughs> that I thought... you know who probably also was probably the Kennedys. I imagine the Kennedys also kind of got into some mm. low key astrology. Like they're rich, they're famous, they love some woo woo bullshit. They're definitely going to be like, well, the stars told us that. You know, that lady definitely died accidentally in that car crash in the lake or whatever. Like, uh, um, <laughs> so we'll just ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely. Chappaquiddick. That's Chappaquiddick. What that was yep. That's not important for this, but <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, again, for the record, the Reagans furiously denied Joan Quigley's account and said that astrology was only a hobby. Yeah, that's what people who are obsessed with the thing say. I'm like, it's only yeah. a hobby. It, man, it's only the one I can quit any time. It's only the one time. I can definitely quit. Whatever I want to. <laughs> um, here's one factoid that I really liked from a Washington Post article on all of this. A surprisingly recent one. Days after winning the 2008 presidential election, Barack Obama held a news conference and said, quote, In terms of speaking to former presidents, I've spoken to all of them that are living. Obviously, I didn't want to get into a Nancy Reagan thing about, you know, doing any seances. <laughs> he then had to call her and apologize. But do you think that's one of those things when you become president? Like, you know how, like, if you if you suddenly become like part of a secret club and like you have to learn like all of the lore and history of the secret club, like joining a fraternity. But at this time, it's like being the president and they're mm -hmm. like, hey, so just so you know, um, Buchanan was really into autoerotic asphyxiation and <laughs> the Reagans loved began? astrology. Like, you know, you get all the dirt mm -hmm. on the presidents yeah. before you and like. Like, a burn book in Mean Girls, you know? Yes. Yeah, they just pulled down a chart from the ceiling, seemingly out of nowhere, and are just like, these are the ones that were secretly gay. Uh, I'm going to end uh, with the truism that we sort of touched on from Washington Post correspondent Henry Mitchell, who wrote, It is bold for pundits of flickering intellectual wattage to sneer at ancient masters of encyclopedic knowledge who led important advances not only in science but in the human heart. 
There is no great difference between pawing through astrological charts and poking around in the book of Revelation. There can be a religious dimension that is worthy and noble in both. And that we can agree on, but not for the reasons he thinks. Well, no, I think that is a really good point, though. Um, There are people, Phyllis Schlafly, bringing you back up, who was like, <laughs> Donald Trump's presidency was ordained by God. That this was ordained by God, and that God said that you need to do these things in the Donald Trump presidency. Or, I mean, I'm sure it happened with other presidents, too. You know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. that God ordained the president would sign this law. Or that God said you had to do this thing, you know, and, you know, you can't let this thing happen because of God. Like, God also doesn't get a say here. You know what I mean? Like, your God slash planet slash whatever doesn't get to determine what laws are. Yeah, I guess the mindset, though, being that if you really, really, if you really believe that, then of course you believe that. Yeah, he does. And and ain't no convincing otherwise. Well, then I guess it's cool again, like I said uh, in in the last episode, like, if we're gonna bring prayer back in school, bitch, like, I am gonna be naked, howling at the moon, spreading glitter, wherever <laughs> I go. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, who whose stars are right? Like, is it your stars? Is it my stars? Are our stars gonna fight it out? You know what I mean? I do think there's something to that, this idea that, like, it's astrology, the idea of using star charts is no more ridiculous than saying, you know, God told me to ignore the AIDS crisis because God hates gays. You know, it's no more ridiculous Mm -hmm. than that. So maybe we should make policies that can be like, you know, informed by human experience. I mean, ideally. Ideally. Speaking of the human experience, you ready for a self-care plan? I suppose. Uh, So in lieu of sort of the traditional based on anything uh, from the regular channels of the internet that I happened to cobble together at the last minute for a self-care plan, I am specifically going to highlight some self-care tips that the internet claims are good for specific star signs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going through 12 of them, so if I don't call yours, don't be mad. If you are a Gemini, read for pleasure. The rest of the star signs are shockingly illiterate. (laughs) Throwing shade, man. If you're an Aquarius, take a bath. You probably smell off. (laughs) If you're a Cancer, eat a nutritious breakfast. The rest of us get nothing. (laughs) And... Finally, and as a break-in tone, but horror of horrors, even my fucking horoscope self-care thing is telling me to do fucking yoga. Even my fucking (laughs) horoscope is like, oh, you know what's good for the chronic pain? Have you tried yoga, bitch? And I'm like, ugh. So I guess us Capricorns are going to go do yoga now. Horoscopes are ableist. You heard it here. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Apparently, well, I just need to eat a Nutri-Grain bar, so. <laughs> That's going to be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing 
And I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, you can check us out at thisfnguypod.com or femalepsychopath.info. Um, we also yeah. got a Twitter at thisfnguypod. We have a Patreon, but don't worry about it. The world's on fire. Uh, Facebook is a thing. Uh, that is this fucking guy because Facebook would prefer us to curse rather than bleep it out. Yeah, I don't really know why, but if anybody wants to go onto any of the comments sections for any of our many memes, apparently folks are trying to start shit there, and I have my notifications turned off, so... Now I need to check it out! Somebody go do the Lord's work, because I ain't gonna. Uh, As always, I'm Ginger Golub. I am Ren Martinez. Here's a bonus self-care tip. It's fine to read your horoscope, just don't pin all your hopes and dreams on it. Or nuclear war. Mm. And don't be this fucking guy. Peace. This 